Welcome to Frequency Matters, the RF and Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Heim. In this episode, we're going to take a look at our April Amplifier and Oscillator issue with the technical articles. And the cover feature is written by authors from ELV about their unique design approach and manufacturing techniques that are revitalizing traveling wave tube amplifiers for millimeter wave applications. Their design uses a different emitter material and beam shape, plus they use additive manufacturing to improve both cost and performance, so you have to check that out. And I wanted to explain our cover art for April. We've put a lot of effort into these, so sometimes I want to explain exactly how we came about this artwork. The company that authored the cover story is called ELF, and that's named after an effect of upper atmospheric lightning that is believed to cause electrically induced forms of luminous plasma, and one of these types of plasmas is called ELVs, and that stands for emission of light and very low frequency perturbations due to electromagnetic pulse sources. And these often appear as a dim, flattened, uh, expanding glow that can be 400 kilometers in diameter, but they only last about one millisecond. So that's the red pattern that you see on the artwork on this cover. And in the middle of the cover, we have a typical filament that's used in traveling wave tubes. So that's how we came about with that artwork. So, Eric, what do we have for technical features? Well, thanks, Pat. I'm not sure I can top that one. Uh, but we had an article on a topic near and dear to my heart, uh, and that's GAN. And the article from iMac looked at GAN on silicon for millimeter wave frequencies, uh, and it describes some of the processes and modeling innovations that iMac has implemented to make that technology platform more viable. Uh, and some cost-sensitive user equipment applications. Uh, they also present some impressive transistor benchmark data, so that's worth a read. Uh, and we also had a good article from PSEMI that looked at the advantages uh, and RF architectures of active and massive MIMO antenna systems and how their RFSOI technology enables these new emerging applications and systems. And so turning to the news, uh, there was a lot of aerospace and defense awards just in the past few days, so I wanted to run down a bunch of them. Raytheon Technologies has been awarded a contract from the U.S. Navy for Phase 1 of the Hypersonic Air-Launched Offensive Anti-Surface Warfare Weapon Program, or HALO for short. HALO is a carrier-based offensive anti-ship strike weapon, and it supports the U.S. Navy's long-fire strategy. And CASE has been awarded a contract also from the U.S. Navy for initial pre-production phase of ANALQ-99 low-band consolidation transmitters. CASE transmitters have been designed, built, and tested to provide high power across multiple octave bandwidths, and this allows them to withstand the demanding and severe environments of maritime tactical aviation aircraft operating in the U.S. Navy aircraft carriers. We also had BAE Systems, and they received a $491 million in contracts from Lockheed Martin. They're going to produce state-of-the-art Block 4 EW systems for the future Lot 17 of F-35 Lightning II fighter jets. And this adds to the 1,200 F-35 EW systems they've already delivered to date. This Block 4 EW systems will include significantly upgraded hardware and software that improves sensing and signal processing capabilities, and new high-performance sensors will boost the system's ability to detect difficult-to-observe threats and more threats simultaneously. And finally, the U.S. Army awarded Lockheed Martin a multiple-year production contract for joint air-to-ground missiles and Hellfire missiles with a program year-one award value of $439 million. The contract will provide JAGM and Hellfire procurement and production support for the U.S. Army 
and international customers. And because it's a multiple year award, the contract offers additional follow-on awards starting in late 2023, allowing for a total contract value of 4.5 billion over the next four years. Eric, what did you see in the news? Well, Pat, since uh, you focused on defense news, let's take a look at the commercial side of things. And on a bit of a negative note, uh, the Del Oro Group is reporting that telecom CapEx will decline over the next three years with a negative compound annual growth rate of about 2 to 3%. Uh, on a bit of a more positive note, ID TechX just released a report saying that millimeter wave small cell deployments will grow from about 300,000 units in 2021 to reach 37 million in 2033. Now, uh, we've seen, and, and I've made some of those forecasts before, so the report does get into the challenges and regional status of these deployments. On the product side, uh, ORAN continues to gain traction, with Keysight announcing that a Raycom had used Keysight's Cora suite of OpenRAN architect solutions to obtain the first ORAN Alliance Front Hall Certificate of Conformance uh, for an Raycom ODU product. And also in that space, Enritzo introduced an ORAN test platform and distributed unit emulator platform, and Keysight launched its first complete ORAN testing lab for Europe at the company's uh, Milan office in Italy. So the test and measurement community has been busy with ORAM. And turning to events, the 23rd annual IEEE Wireless and Microwave Technology Conference, WhammyCon 2023, will be held in Melbourne, Florida on April 17th and 18th. The conference will address up-to-date research needs and aspects of wireless RF technology. The central theme for WhammyCon 2023 is microwave and RF innovations, connecting government, university, and business communities. How about you, Eric, for events? Well, don't forget, uh, IMS 2023 is coming up. It's June 11th through the 16th in San Diego. So please go to ims-ieee.org and register today. Uh, and it's shaping up to be a big event, and it's looking like things will be close to what we were used to pre-COVID. A uh, new addition to this year is an executive forum in the Micro Apps Theater with leading RF company executives discussing the latest trends in technology. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, that wraps up this episode. Our sponsor is RFMW, a pure play technical distributor of RF and microwave products. When you start your next design, consider their multiple product lines. And remember that as a member of the industry, a subscription to Microwave Journal is free. So please visit our site and subscribe today if you're not already a reader. And thanks for watching. And join us next time for other Frequency Matters.